It's a good show. Hey, this is Abby Weems from Potty Mouth, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate, Mm-mm. putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. And now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio with Don Heffington. Yes. And he's been providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, joined on the bass by Dominic Genova. Wonderfully. And now we have the return to Radio 8 Ball of... you know, I, I don't want to make anyone else feel bad, but probably my favorite guest. <laughs> and we were talking about him in the last episode. Let's welcome him back to Radio 8 Ball, Chucky Weiss. Hey, brother. How you doing? Oh, very good. So glad to have you back. Oh, good, good. I'm, I feel like I'm uh, like a semi-regular now, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we just had an old friend of yours asking a question. Paul Bodie was in here. Oh, Bodie, yeah, sure. And he told us the story of you and Muddy Waters. <laughs> well, I don't know which one, uh, which story well, is Well, the, the story was that you had been telling him that you knew Muddy Waters and he didn't believe you. And then you took oh, yeah. you took him backstage to meet Buddy, Muddy Waters. And the first thing he said is, if it isn't old big head Chucky Weiss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, many years ago, brother. <laughs> many years ago. Well, I, I, you know, I guess maybe, and, and, you know, in relation, I guess it isn't that long ago, really. Uh, <laughs> what, not, 19, uh, I'd say maybe 1976. That's not that long ago. No, no, it really doesn't seem like it. <laughs> so, so Chuck, how do you and how do you and Don know each other? Don, you invited Chuck. What, how, what's the we connection? Met, if I, uh, well, we Doc, m- oh, go ahead, Chuck. Well, who do I? Wait, 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 wait. Who, who, who do you ask this question? To Th- Don let's start with and... you, Chuck. Tell us, tell us how you guys know each other. Well, <clears throat> Don uh, gave me my start in uh, showbiz. Uh, I I went to uh, stay in Silver Lake. At my friend's house uh, because I didn't I didn't have a uh, apartment yet or so uh, Don was very good friends with uh, the, the guy it was Tom Waits he was friends with him and he came over to visit Tom Tom wasn't there but I was there and uh, we got to talking and uh, pretty soon we uh, conjured up a little act <laughs> where uh, I would get up on stage, play the drums, and Don would talk, and then he would play the drums, and I would talk, and it was mostly a uh, spoken word spoken situation, word. Oh. and it was right, right right in the midst 
of uh, when when the Troubadour had Jackson Brown and then the Ronstadt and all those kind of acts, we were doing this uh, oddball stuff, <laughs> and uh, that is that. That sounds like an amazing gig. I mean, is there any is there any record of this? I think it's gone with the wind. I don't know. Wow. That... I had, I did have a tape. And I don't know what I did with it. Uh, Chuck, the, this has the, become the, your bit. You did this with, with Elaney. When we were like, there was like a, there's another tape. You were like, oh, we did this one song together. I know it's on a tape somewhere. <laughs> You're teasing us, oh, Chuck. <clears throat> well, no, well, this really, uh, this was really an act. <laughs> and we did tape it, and we never rehearsed. We just made up things as we went along. What was and, it called? Uh, it was out there, man. What were you God, called? I don't... We didn't call it anything. You just showed... It was just Don and Chuck? Oh, was it I Red Beans and Weiss? Was it <laughs> Red Beans and Weiss? <laughs> well, it might have been Heckle and Schmeckle. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't recall exactly. <laughs> So Don, have you ever have you played have you played on any of Chuck's records? Of course, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Which were like which ones? Oh, let's know? see. The were you on Extremely Cool? That's my that's like no, that was my no, first, no, and you never forget no. your first. Well, the, the the few after that, few yeah. after that, yeah. But we'd been playing together way before that. Chuck and I'd been playing in that band. Uh, yeah, Don Don was the original drummer in the band, and then. Uh, he took a, a tour to Europe and uh, didn't come back for a while, so I replaced <laughs> him uh, with a couple of subs Yeah. during the time that I think Extremely Cool was being recorded. Yeah. What was the European gig that you... I, I don't remember. It might have been... I'm not sure. might have been Amy Lou. might have been Amy Lou. Yeah? Yeah. Have you, ever, have, you done, have you ever traveled together, the two of you? San Francisco. That's about it. You made it up to San Francisco we made for it a gig. To San Francisco, right? Yeah, but I think we met uh, went up there more than once. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we went up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've done a lot of stuff, me and Charles. Yeah. yeah. I've, this is. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I have this. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I have. I'm having this very experience of feeling so happy to be here, hearing the story, and also being so jealous not to have been there. Like <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so juicy. I love it. Um, so, you know, I, I've told people, and like my introduction to Chuck was uh, Chuck Weiss and the Goddamn Liars at the Central, the old Central, right? Back in the back in well, back in the day to me, which is still latter days well, Don, for you guys. Don, Don was Don was the drummer back then, so you probably saw him. Were we? Uh, the, was our first gig at the Roxy, or was it at the Central? Uh, I can't remember what our first gig was. Well, we did no. We did a we we did a thing at the Central, but I think it was called All That Jazz, and then they changed the name to the Central. Uh, I can't remember. And then we then we did the Roxy uh, gig. And we had we had uh, we had your uh, we had like a guy playing Chuck's conscience and a guy playing his manager, <laughs> and they they'd argue clear through the show. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> and yeah, we also had to be my conscience. Yeah. One of the guys. Yeah, conscience and your manager. 
And then, uh, and then we also had Wild, or not Wild Man, uh, um, uh, the the guy that did the uh, the chairs. What was Iron it? Jaw. Iron, Iron Jaw. Jaw. Yeah, he could he could tap dance and juggle twelve stairs, twelve chairs. And uh, yeah, we had yeah, a review. Could, we had a show. We gave him a show. Well, I, the thing I loved about the about the goddamn liars was there was such a it was such a great band, and there was funny, but it wasn't comedy. It was like it was funny in a way that was absurd, and that felt like richer than just being funny. But all that like, you know, come out, you know, come out and meet me for for dinner afterwards goddamn liars and then you kick in again i just love that i still do that yeah. sometimes like I, i'll just i'll ch- no one will get it around me i'll be in the middle of some state some place where nobody knows any of this stuff and then i'll just say something that's not true and then say goddamn liars and expect yeah. them to get it and everyone's like what are you doing yeah. yeah well you know and this is great the the last two times you've been on the show you've been on with people who are more like I guess people might, you know, more like uh, people who who grew up l- under you, like Eleni Mandel, who was kind of a protege, and and Morty Coyle, and All Day Sucker, and the Imposters, who were opening bands, were an opening band for you. But it's great to be ha- have you here with someone who's more of a contemporary, someone you actually came up with. It was, it's great to hear the story. So Don was like the first one of the first people you met when you moved out to L.A. He might have been the first. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, he might have been the first. He was. He was. He was the first friend that I had when I moved out here. He was, I'm, he I was remember really on. I saw you down at the uh, at at uh, was it at Dante's with Tom? Oh, yeah. With Tom, and I was sitting with uh, with Jerry Jumanville. and yeah, and you. And were, and you uh, Red Fox was there that night. I th- yeah, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but uh, Chucky Weiss and Red Fox in the same room. Yeah, <laughs> can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> Did he do a set? Or was he just hanging yeah, he out? Got a, he got up and he he he, uh, he did some rapping with. Uh, who, who was he with? Uh, Don was it? Was it? I can't remember, man. I know we went down and we were watching Pete Chrisley because he'd played on one of Waits' records, so. Oh, yeah. God, those guys. <laughs> so, and did you did you work with Waits as well, Don? Uh, I recorded a little bit of stuff that nothing much came of. We did, uh, you know, he wrote that song with me. I, well, you know, I put some of his stuff to music on the last record. Right. And, uh, you know, that's nice. But I've known him forever. He's a good, you know. Long time. He's pretty good. He's all right, isn't he? <laughs> He's pretty good. <laughs> I have only, I've only, I only got to, I've only gotten to see him. I'm a big fan, but I, like a lot, like everyone. But I only got to see him once. I saw him at the Bridge concert. The you know, the first the time, time I ever live. saw Waits, he was a doorman at a place called the Heritage down in San Diego. You're friends with all the doormen. Yeah, exactly. Tom right? Waits, Paul Bodie. And then after that. He, uh, you know, we started hanging around in Hollywood and go down and get some awful tattoos. You know, we had, I guess we had a competition to see who could get the worst tattoos. And I think I won. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big tattoo fan, but I think there are people out there who are big tattoo fans who are like, getting tattoos with Tom Waits is about as cool as it could get. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get buried in the weeds, my brother. Okay. What? (laughs) 
No, if you if you get a if you get a tattoo, they'll bury you in the weeds. Oh, I got you. Oh. Yeah, right, right, right. Are you tattooless, <laughs> Chuck? Are you are you no uh, tattoos? No tattoos. No tattoos. Me right. neither. Yeah, me neither. Go. All right. There you go. I am as God made me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kosher. Very in the weeds. <laughs> Obviously, that means something. They're, but... they're going to bury Don in the weeds, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right, man. <laughs> uh, Lenny Bruce used to say, well, they can cut that arm off and, you know, give me a decent burial. <laughs> yeah. Right? When you say that, when you say, and I just have to ask, because the people you're talking about, the, did you ever, I mean, were you, you, Lenny was before you guys. Oh, yeah. Way before. Way before. <laughs> What well, he was before us, but I'll tell you something. I came here on a visit uh, in the 60s, and uh, when I came to visit my, my dad's aunt, and he was uh, hanging out at Canners with, with a bunch of guys. So I got to see him. I didn't know him or anything. Really? Yeah. Hanging with Lenny Bruce at Canters. Yeah, that he used is to hang out there. From uh, what I understand, that's my that's the synagogue that I want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> well, his wife was well, around. I, Honey Bruce was around town. His wife. You ever meet her? Oh yeah, she was around. Sure. She was around. Yeah. You know, when we had your your former bandmate Marvin Etzioni on the show, we talked a lot about Lotus Weinstock, who who is uh, the mother of Lily Hayden, who okay. probably everyone yeah. here mm-hmm. knows and has played with and adores. And she went out with she was going out with Lenny when he when he died. She was his. Uh, he was she was his girlfriend at the time. Oh yeah. And so, I, did you ever cross paths with Lotus? Because she was like a big. Not that I know. She of. was like she was a comedian. Um, she was great. She was like my adopted me and my buddy Josh Clayton felt when we moved out from uh, Massachusetts. They Lotus kind of adopted us, and she was our <laughs> L.A. mom. Did you ever cross paths with Lotus, Chuck? Yeah, she she lived like two blocks away. Oh at yeah. The Katona and. Uh, not the Cretona, the, the place on Franklin there. Uh, oh, oh sh- I can't remember the name of it. It's still there. It's right hmm. across from the bourgeois pit. Oh, uh, that's so funny. That's Carlotta. Yeah. Carlotta. Oh, right. I think she she died there because what? Uh, I went to her uh, wake there. Mm-hmm. So she was still living there when she, you know, she when she passed away. She's still living there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a great, great lady. Any chance? I, I thanks for giving me the opportunity to bring her name up. I mm-hmm. I love to to honor her. Speaking of which, have you either of you played with Lily Hayden ever? I don't. I have. Have you played? I don't. Yeah. Where Where did you play with Lily? Uh, I used to have a trio that we played at Highland Grounds all the time. And uh, I remember those days. Willie would come and sit in, and uh, it was pretty cool, man. That would have been in. She would have come to Holland Grounds because she wouldn't have been twenty-one yet. That was just, she was good enough to play with the pros, but couldn't get into the into the clubs. Well, um, yeah, she was she was pretty innovative for for a young girl. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, no, she's she's amazing. So, you can tell that I'm just milking this opportunity to sit here and drop names and ask questions to you guys. But we do need to get to the to the divination portion. And I know you were fishing around for your question, but I have no doubt it's going to be one that's that's wonderful. What do you have for us, Chuck? 
Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I think I want to know. It's got to be something about my cats. Why? It's got to be something about the cat boxes themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I want to know where to get the old-fashioned cat box, litter box, <laughs> <laughs> that does not leak. And, it's important. Uh, and fits nice into a corner of, the, of, your, of your place. Okay, well, so... I need, I need an old-fashioned cat litter box. Not these new ones that are all flimsy and everything. <laughs> Chuck is looking for an old-fashioned litter box yeah, for his cats. Important question. And <clears throat> so the question. So we're now down to two questions, two song answers left on the board. One of them is song number four, Avenue C, and the other one is song number five, Time to Drink Whiskey. And we are going to determine which song is going to be the answer to your question by flipping the Radio 8 coin, the binary musical divination tool. If it lands on heads, it'll be song number four, Avenue C. And if it comes up on tails, it's going to be song number five, Time to Drink Whiskey. Don, would you mind flipping the coin for us to keep it really honest? Okay. And so he's going to flip. It's the Radio 8 coin. <laughs> That's horrible. Purple side. What is that? <laughs> That's tails, which is song number five. Time to drink whiskey. Oh, okay. I don't know, but let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Uh, one, two, three, two. Well, my car's up in Denver. The manifold's blown. I lost the keys. You all right? Did, did I lose Sorry, you? I think no, no, I no. lost you for a second. One, two, three, two, two, three. Well, my car's up in Denver. The manifold's blown. I lost the keys to the house that my wife says she owns. She took all the Carl Perkins and even the stones. Now it seems I've got nothing but time. The skies have turned cloudy. The clouds are all gray. And I'm drunk in a park where my kids used to play. I had a girl that once loved me She's gone away Now it seems I've got nothing but time Well I've got time to remember Time to regret Time to drink whiskey and to smoke cigarettes It seems to go on forever It's not over yet Well these days there's nothing but time Get it There's a place in St. Louis 
the band used to go And we'd laugh and we'd play songs that we didn't know While the fair and tender maidens lined all in a row Yeah, St. Louis seems just like a dream Now I can hardly remember the people I've met For the cheap southern whiskey and the stale cigarettes It seems to go on forever It's not over yet Don't know just what I thought I would find Yeah, but these days there's nothing but time That was Time, Time to Drink, drink whiskey. whiskey from Don Heffington. The answer to Chuck <laughs> E. Weiss's question, where can I get an old-fashioned litter box? <laughs> what a terrible question. I apologize. No, no. No, no. see, <laughs> this, this is question. so... Okay, so... The next, the I, I want to I wanna chronicle... I want to chronicle your questions. You've asked three questions on the show, and I will never forget them. The first one was, why is that monstrosity in Cleveland? Talking about the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why does that even yeah. exist? The other one is, where can I get some good soup bones? <laughs> and now, where can I get an old-fashioned litter box? These are great yeah, questions. I think- I, no one else has ever asked anything close to any of them, and I love it. It's very specific, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> so, so, All right, I'll, I'll go along with you, but boy, I, I'm, I'm not in agreement, really. <laughs> so, 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 Don, tell us about the, the background of that song. Where, uh, where does it come from? Well, I was living in Nashville. I was sleeping on the, fo- on the floor, and I was going, you know, it was just one of those periods, you know. Uh, I uh, go into a uh, I was going through a, a little uh, difficult divorce, and I actually wasn't drinking, but I may as well have been, and uh, this is the song that came out of that. That's about it. So, uh, wait, you, when, was, when did you write this? I guess about 92, maybe? 92. yeah. Ah, so you wrote it the year you got divorced was the year I got married. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah, I wonder what you were doing the year I got divorced. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a story for another litter box. Yeah. Uh, so so, Chuck, did you find yeah. any? What did you hear anything in the song that that <laughs> set you in the in the direction of the litter box you seek? Well, I think there are many things in that song that uh, are going to help me find uh, <laughs> an old fashioned litter box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think I think I, I appreciate it. Well, there I'll, I'll I'll jump in here. Well, first of all, now it starts off with my cars up in Denver. Do I remember 
from the time you were on with Elaney and we talked about how you moved to Hollywood, moved to L.A. and then you moved back and you moved to L.A. And where you moved back to, was it Denver? I don't know what uh, what time I was referring to. But did you, I went back and, did you live in Denver? Yeah. I knew well, that. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was born there. So when you experienced these these old fashioned litter boxes were they in was it when you were growing up or are you talk like how old fashioned are you talking about well i guess no i guess that would be a, yeah correct you know uh somewhere in the 60s you know was real thick rubber well i don't even know plastic kind of a plastic rubber thing <laughs> they were really durable man yeah and you could <clears throat> cut a hole in the side of it and make like a little pond for your turtles. Yeah. So it was uh, like waterproof also. Yeah, they don't make them like they used to. No. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm just I'm just I'm looking through the different the different pieces in this like I also think there's something I don't know why we th- I feel like we've talked about this or we've gotten into this before about how you're talking about cats, and you guys are like to me quintessential cats that I'm hanging to get getting to hang out with in the room. So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like find the metaphor. Like, what is so like actual cats need a litter litter box? What do metaphorical like music cats? What would be the 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 analog for a, a litter box for like musicians for cats? Like not just a toilet. Like where do like where do cats leave their scat? I'm talking about the uh-huh. musician cats. Where do they leave it? Yeah, I, mean, I guess they leave it on the records. Like they, <laughs> you leave your shit on the records. Like the records are the old are are the ultimate litter box, right? The vinyl. Yeah, depending on the record, I guess. Yeah. And and sort of like what you're saying, like there's this whole like this back to vinyl movement. Eventually, that we might have like this. Like artisan back to litter box movement, where people are building old school. Like people are going to listen to this, and they'll be like, "Where are these old school litter boxes that Chucky Weiss is talking about?" <laughs> I didn't personally know uh, there was that much difference between the old ones. This is new to me, so uh, <laughs> you know. Do you have cats, Don? No, I don't. I've got a dog. Well, see, then why? How would you know? Right, exactly. You're not yeah. a cat person. Yeah, right. Chuck is a cat person. You're a dog person. Yeah, <laughs> I am a just a yeah. lonely person. I have I have a I have a, an aloe vera plant. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, for, I, but I tell you, it's a, it's it's a wonderful drinking companion. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, easy to talk to. Yes, and if I accidentally burn myself with a lighter or something, just rip off a piece of it. And yeah, set, it man. yeah. It'll yeah help you out. No bliss, no blisters. No blisters, Meester. <laughs> well, uh, well, Chuck. You know, I, I'm I'm enjoying having you on the show. Is there is there anything else you wanna you wanna share with us before we let you go? Well, no. I just uh, it just occurred to me that uh, Don and those days that we were talking about did have a, a stage name, uh, Tiny Humbleton. Yes, was the name. I got that name when I was a kid. We were talking about when I, we, Bodie and I were talking about we used to both, both live on Summit Avenue, and I'd, I'd play those clubs. I was underage, and uh, 
I needed, uh, you know, my fake IDs. I had to come up with because I got busted by the alcoholic beverage yeah. for drinking underage. So they were on to me. So I, uh, I needed to. Uh, so what was your your idea? ID name was what? Well, you know, I'd go by different names, but the one that kind of stuck was Tiny Hamilton. Tiny Hamilton. And that one actually, people <laughs> called me Tiny for years. It was crazy. Well, that's, yeah. everyone loves an ironic. Like it's funny, yeah, your name twist, is yeah. ironic because it's tiny, but his his nickname, Big Head Chuck, kind of, yeah, he's well, it's more literal, you know. Yeah, gotta have room for all those brains. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Before we let you go, Chuck, we've been talking a lot. We had Amy Allison on the show, Mose Allison's daughter. We've been talking about uh -huh. Mose Allison a bit. I'm just kind of curious. Before we let you go, do you have anything? Did you ever cross paths with Mose, or do you have any particular? No, 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 no. I just saw him play. I don't know. I never, never met him or anything like that. Are you? A, are you, so you were a fan of his music, obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. You ever well, cover one of his songs? No, but I love. Uh, you know, uh, I don't see why why he would do that because he did such a marvelous job at, <laughs> at everything that he wrote. I don't see why he would want to cover one of his songs. Well, it's, it's so funny. It's, a, you're not the what? first person to say that. I just think those songs are infinitely, deliciously coverable. But maybe I'm just arrogant. <laughs> oh, they're co they're coverable. I mean, I mean, they're coverable in the, in the in the fact that they're easy to remember and this and that. But. You're not going to sound as good. You're not going to beat them, that's no. for sure. Yeah. No. It's just it's just not going to happen, that's all. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Your Mind is on Vacation is probably my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably my favorite one. You, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, there's a, a quick funny story i tell you. I, we had, Mose Allison was on the show on Radio 8 Ball in like 2007, so his last tour through Seattle and my mom turned me on to Mose Allison and and so I, I've never had my mom I almost have never had my mom on the show but it was around it was I don't know if it was around Mother's Day or around her birthday or it's just like I had to do this for her I got I had her like I have having you call in and ask a question with Mose Allison and she asked a question I, I won't go into because it, it was long and confusing like like my questions are and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And she got the song, Your Mind is on Vacation. And Mose Allison comes back and he's like, I asked him, so what, where did that song come from? And he said, well, you know, I used to play, you know, I'm not going to do an impression. He, he said, I used to play shows and when people would be talking during my sets. And that's what that song's about. Your mind is on vacation. Your mouth is working overtime. And my mom, she's just like, oh, my God. Because she used to come to my shows and talk during them, and she'd be like, "I don't. Why is that a problem? I talk through all shows. Like, because you're horrible. You're horrible. I love you, but you're horrible." And so, it was. It was one of these moments that now my mom and I have of like, he actually did therapy in our family. Like, he didn't even know it, but with that song and that story, he did massive therapy in our family, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I just love sharing. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what that has to do with anything except I love telling that short story cool. around that song. Wow. Have you had, like, and, and for me, I, like, people who talk during shows, maybe it's because my mom, that was my relationship with my mom, but it drives me crazy. And I feel like to be a really yeah. good professional musician, you have to get over that. Like, you have to let that go. People will talk during shows, but it seems so wrong. Well, <laughs> 
Yeah. Like well, you... there's lots of lots of wrongs. I mean, you know, I'll just go through it, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try and remember that. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. I'm going to try and find another opportunity to get you on the show because it's always a joy. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you. And I hope you find your cat box. And you know what? Now that this is on the podcast, maybe someone will, will find Step up an old plate. school pat yeah. bo- cat box for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be great. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Ball Show. It's a good show! <laughs>